0: Welcome back to another episode of Hang Time with me, Denise Dinsai. Join me as we get to know more of our volleyball superstars up close and personal. This episode is special with broadcaster legend Tito Noel Zarate. Sir Noel shares his wisdoms and insights for the younger generation of commentators and how you never stop learning to be better. Listen in.
1: Hey everyone, this episode of Hang Time is a part of the Globally Ballin Podcast Network, a subsidiary of the Globally Ballin Media Network. For this show and other shows like it, such as the Globally Ballin' podcast, as well as projects like it, such as original articles and video work, visit GloballyBallin.com now. For episode 45 of Hangtime, our host, Denise Dinsai, welcomes famed broadcaster, founder of Newbies Broadcasting, host of An Eternity of Basketball, and more, Noel Zarate, to the show. The two talk about a variety of different topics, including Noel's journey in broadcasting, how he got started, or almost didn't, his time in the different league bubbles like the PBA and PBL, and a whole lot more. You'll be sure to enjoy this week's episode as you never know what will come up when Denise welcomes a guest to the show. With that being said, enjoy episode 45 of Hangtime. Thank you.
0: Welcome, guys, to another episode of Hang Time with me, Denise Denzai, and this is going to be a, a special episode because I'm going to be joined by one of the legends in the sports industry. We have Sir Noel Zarate. No introduction seated. Sir Noel. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Hey, thank you for having me. It's always been a dream of mine to be on your show, actually.
0: Sir Noel, is a Because I've always wanted strategy. to be a libero.
2: I've always wanted to be a libero, so. This is my time to be a libero on your show. Just kidding. How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> yeah.
0: Sir, um, it's been quite a colorful life that you've been living during this pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. A while ago, we were just talking about that you have experienced three bubbles. Now, a lot of us, a lot of us broadcasters, of course, would have wanted to experience such... Um, alive as yours during this time that we're all craving for sports. But, you know, I think you could give us a little sneak peek on what happens or on what happened during those times, just so we can also have a taste of it, kahit <laughs> well,
2: well, when you do a bubble naman, uh, initially you'd think na kaya ko to. I mean, the first bubble I did was last year with the PBA, you know. We we entered in October, then we came out a week before, uh, before my birthday, which is December na. So we were there for two months in, in Quest. And uh, that was actually a, a good experience uh, I can, uh, because uh, prior to that, as you know, I, mean, I do a lot of sports gigs also yeah, internationally. Uh, the last, the longest I've ever been away from my family was actually 15 days. That was 60, 63, 63 days. So you get to learn a lot about yourself, you get to learn a lot about your relationship with your family, and uh, you also get to learn a lot about uh, the people uh, that you work with. So... Okay, no man. It was it was a good experience. The next bubble I had, the man, was uh, was uh, the FIBA bubble, It was only sixteen days, uh, mm-hmm. just the just this year, this June, and then the the one that's really unique is the PVL bubble because you're with girls now, <laughs> So it's it's different. You know, you you're not living in the same hotel, but when you get to see them, you get to see what the kind of. Uh, uh, changes they go through in over a month mm-hmm. of being away from their families. Naman. So, yeah, every every experience is different. But y- 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 the best tip that I can give if you're going into a bubble is it's a business trip. Sometimes it could be a two-month business trip, ba? Mm-hmm. or a one-month business trip, or a two-week business trip. But it is a business trip. And then you get to um, get to meet new friends, like in any business trip. It's Mas prolonged. Yeah. Lang.
0: Now, you said you've done a lot of international work, a lot of local work, but let's delve into, I guess, the differences of sports, international and also locally. I guess, I wouldn't say which is better, but, you know, what are the, the stark differences in each league for the international and how about for the local?
2: Well, for the local, laman, yung, yung problema mo lang naman, yung problem is wala ng traffic, really. I mean, you have you have to hit the call time, diba right? As you know, you're a sports broadcaster yourself. When they say the call times at 2 p.m., uh, you usually arrive like 30 minutes before the call time, just to be sure that you're there in traffic. You don't have problema pag local It's really right. dealing with the traffic, especially December, especially if your game is in Moa. Mm-hmm. December Moa is like the worst time to it cover is. sports. It is. It is. I, I don't know if you ever. That's when Manila that.
0: traffic is at its peak.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and not only that, wala kang maparadahan sa MOA. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's the that's problem. Unless you have a driver. Kasi I remember before, uh, kunyari, uh, we're doing a finals game in the PBA. The game's at mm-hmm. 6.30, so our call time's at 4, diba? I was in MOA at 2.30, and then uh, magtitip off the 6 o'clock, I still couldn't park. Oh, no, <laughs> so four hours going around Moa looking for parking. That's just ridiculous But so international. When you do the international broadcast, it's really more of the travel. Especially before mm. when we were doing the ABL, the ASEAN Basketball League. We'd be traveling every week. So talagang you and you don't know what to expect. You're going to Hong yeah. Kong this week, and then the next week you're in Bangkok, and then the next week you're in Taiwan. So, pay by temperature. Yeah. Yung mo, and iba iba rin yung the hotels that you're staying. in. I mean, the job is great, pays well. It's just that the traveling is really something that you wish that you you could do it in Manila and have the same pay. Pero hindi. <laughs> Ibot talaga pag, pag international. And, and and the food is something else, but that's a different story altogether, Ah. Uh, yeah. That,
0: that's I think that's one of the parts of the job is being able to, of course, see different environments, countries, mm. and also try the cuisine. But how about? Calling for the games. Like, do you see any difference in the way of broadcasting or the form of broadcasting being done internationally compared to being done here in the Philippines?
2: Pag international talaga, bawal Yung bottom line. Talaga, you slip up, and I've had people do that. I was working a, a coverage before with uh, with Alex Compton, who's a great guy, great coach, and yeah. everything, and he's American, Diva. So you would expect that he'd be at the peak of his English. He had more tagalog violations than I did. Because well, talagang yun part ng kultura, niya. In fact, we had a running joke every time who would at the end of the league. We're doing the Spanish league time na yun. At the end of the league, whoever would have the most violations would treat us. Dung finals, wala na nagtagalog. Dasi, talo na naman ako. Eh. Ako naman li libre talo na naman. Ako. I mean, diba? That's ridiculous. And that's an international broadcast, diba? But uh, you know, the, the difference between uh, here is that. You get to be more relaxed because you know the mm-hmm. people that you're working with. Yeah, you work yeah. with them almost every day. The international broadcast, you never know who you're going to be working with, so you're adjusting, and then you're learning about the person as, as you go along. And once you get that timing right, okay, na okay na kayo.
0: Now you exude lots of years, you know, of experience, confidence, and just full of stories. But do you remember the oh. first time that you also entered the industry, feeling so? Were you wide eyed or um, as amazed? Or were
2: I you scared? <laughs> <laughs> I was late. I was late. second quarter. And you blame that on the Buendia traffic going to Coneta Astrodome. We were living in Pasig at the time. I was on my way doing my first game to Coneta Astrodome. I was late. And by the time I got there, so I na ako, I had to do I was actually, I started out like you. I was a courtside reporter in 1994 for the now defunct Philippine Basketball League. So my first game was in Coneta Astrodome. I remember the date was March 28, 1994. It's probably way before you were born. Um, I was
0: 1997.
2: Okay, so it's way before you were born. So so what happened was yeah, I was late and then they gave me an opportunity again. Then sobrang I I spoke too fast. Uh just say that my debut was was worse than all of yours put together. I everybody, all of your debuts were, were all better than mine. But you know, I stuck with it, I worked with it, eventually moved my way up to panel, and I sucked also my first time in panel. Uh, believe it or not, uh, I used to say, they used to say that my voice was too high for a broadcaster because what? I was, it, yeah, before, before I got into the broadcast industry, I was actually in the music industry. I don't know if you knew that, but I was in the music, I had long hair, as in, as in, ponit ponit yung maungko and stuff like that. <laughs> so I was in the music industry. Then I, I, I would just, um, what, um. I just a broadcaster at some point because that was supposed to be my course in college. I never got in sa UP, so I ended up taking up music sa UP. So I ended up in the music industry. Um, and then eventually, when they said that my voice was too high because I was a tenor in the choir, I had to learn how to bring it down to like, like you know, Claro Manzano, right? That that level. <laughs> Claro Manzano level. That's I mean if I had met that's Claro Manzano, deep. oh yeah, that that's really deep. And he's a deep person too by the way. Uh? <laughs> so <laughs> I had to bring it down to that level by doing all sorts of exercises that I eventually taught in in the workshops that we were, that we'd be doing in the future. Pero yung my voice was a lot higher than it is now. So I thought na hindi sa broadcasting when I went in in 94 but here I am. Masamang
0: <laughs> Sir, naman grave naman. But how did you know? What was that instance that you decided to really, or like, what gave you the opportunity to be a courtside reporter?
2: Courtside reporter was actually because that was the only thing open when I wanted a job in the PBL. I credit my start actually in the industry to somebody you might know. His name is Bill Velasco. Uh, oh yes, so, Vince, yeah.
0: Vince Velasco's father.
2: Oh yeah, Vince is oh, yeah. gosh, look at that, the generation lang talaga. <laughs> <laughs> so so Bill and I met and then eventually he gave me an opportunity and then uh, uh, when when I when I was late for that opportunity he gave me another opportunity. So you know so chinaga ko lang and then I said na, you know this is something that I've always wanted to do. In fact uh to tell a t- 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 long story short I started broadcasting when I was 8 years old by turning down the the volume of the TV. And doing my own play by play, so yeah, it's all diba? we all start somewhere. Diba? I started getting Sorry, paid for that's it way so young, later.
0: though. Eight years old, that's I yeah. think
2: that's a world record. <laughs> I mean, I'm claro, I, I know this guy's Claro Manzano, he's been doing it since he was like two, diba? and he had that voice already since he was two. But uh, you know, I started out when I was uh, when I was eight and then forgot about it, and then it came back. I wanted to be a broadcaster na lang eventually, uh, never got uh, to get the chops to study it, and, and eventually nga na, nakuha ko through Bill's opportunity, the opportunity that Bill gave me. And I said, okay, I'm going to pagsasabayin ko yung dalawa. That was my goal. Pagsasabayin ko ang broadcasting, pagsasabayin ko yung music. And if you know anybody from the music industry, you know that that's kind of ridiculous because the it music is. hours hanggang madaling araw kami. Yeah, yeah so sometimes may araw na. Because that's why we have recording studios that don't have windows. You notice when you go to a recording studio, yes, there are yes, no windows. Yes. The only window you see pag you lobby, when you're in the lobby, when you there are no windows. Because if you go out, there's a lot of people who are in the lobby. There's a But you're coming from a game that ends at around 9.30, 10. You have to go straight to the studio. Then you have to do all of your requirements. And then 8 o'clock, you'll finish the 8 umaga, Then you have to do a PBL game, which is the call time is at yeah. 12 Noon in Makati Coliseum. So Sandalina mo And that cycle repeated for a good almost two decades until I decided I'll just choose one. I chose the lower paying one, believe it or not. This is the lower paying job. The sports industry is the lower paying job than music.
0: But that it took two decades for you to choose something. Like i mm-hmm. well, I'm really curious. Would you say that you you're in love with sports broadcasting?
2: Yes, yes, that, that's actually an accurate statement because why would you? I have a, I have a family, I've been married since 1999. I have mm-hmm. three beautiful daughters, I have, I have a wife. And um, if you consider the future of your family, you'd stick to the one that pays the yeah. bills, diba? Right? Yes, people, yes, yes. You make one commercial jingle which is 30 seconds long and you get paid 40,000 pesos for that. just lang <laughs> example. Yeah. Diba, it's a 30 second jingle. Uh, that, that you will work on for about two hours maximum, and that's 40 mil. For me to achieve that kind of money now, I have to work a week. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, as you said, I have fallen in love with the industry. And uh, that's the, my main focus talaga is to become a broadcaster because you're, you're calling. Muna, eh. you'll, you'll discover yeah. your calling later on. I'm sure you could have been some something else other than what you're doing right now, but you chose mm-hmm. this. It doesn't really pay much. But at least, Diva, you, you're doing what you want to do, at the end of the day, this is what I want to do, and I feel, ito pa, I feel less stressed doing this job mm. as opposed to being in the music industry. Nandami mm. mo deadlines, dami kaaway na cliente, kasi gusto nila, Then by doing this, parang it's just arriving, becoming prepared, and then just yeah. delivering, and then you go home, and then. You may be 100% tired, but that's the best part of it. you feel that you're 100% tired after your job, you you, you, knew you did a good job. It's either that or you're stressed ka stressed. But you're right. You fall in love with this with this craft, and then it becomes, it consumes you, and then this is what you become.
0: Do you, how, your level of love towards broadcasting, would you say, mm. you know, it's the same kind of excitement that you had when you first started? Or is it different? And if it is different mm -hmm. how is it different
2: um now because um i'm old in the industry i've been in the industry since 1994 so that's this is now yeah my 27th year already so i've been doing broadcasting longer than i've done anything in my entire life more than half of my life has now been devoted to to broadcasting i still get nervous about going on air and I think that's a that's the great part of it. kay na anong gawin mo? Na, oh my gosh, that's in China. Tigamalaman yan that's uh, that's what we got stuck because of taal. Taal exploded, so we had oh, to do all goodness, the games that was in China. Oh my goodness, last year. Yeah, and na naipit kami sa taal. That's Miyao Yoyoy Sarmenta right there. Uh, and and you know, that's another story to see you later on. But you know what? I still do. It's still fresh, and I try to keep it as fresh as I can. In fact, nowadays, kadi but pag pagbagong ka magkatanong ka sa mga veterans. Like when I was starting out, yeah. I was talking to Yoyo's dad. His dad is Sev Sarmenta. He's my mentor, <laughs> ba? so I was I would uh, talk to Yoyo's dad. Now I talk to Yo Yo and I ask him how can I keep it fresh? So I ask the younger people now, uh, what can I do to improve? And they're parang why are you asking me? I'm supposed to be asking you know, because uh, it's different uh, perception from your uh from your age group right now. How do you think we should keep it fresh? and and I continue to learn every day. That's probably so, sir, what keeps everything still okay. Still still exciting, still like the first time.
0: So sir, I ask you now, what do you do to keep that love fresh?
2: Um, believe it or not, ba? Right? Pag you have to take a break, you have to step away from your job, so you will miss it more. Actually, mm-hmm. the, for me, you have to immerse in it more. Like when I was doing um, the PVL recently, I hadn't done the PVL in like five years, six years, because of the network split yes, that when the PVL went to ABS-CBN, obviously 7, I couldn't do it because we were Channel 5. But when I had to go back, I had to now start, you know, um, re- um, parang reading up on who is this Gawong? Sorry, I an example. <laughs> who is Dina Wong? Di and then who is... Too ito. late, na, sir. Too late, na, too
0: late. Too
2: late. Too late. Yeah, I know. I know. Pero pero, <laughs> may a hope. I'm eh. <laughs> sorry. And then... <laughs> musta, just, I have to re-immerse myself. you ask your questions, I have to keep on re-immersing myself in the sports. Um, but before I go to sleep, you ka ng mga videos sa phone mo, yung pa yes. still watch sports. Di ba? Even if I'm already detached from it, I'll still watch the Olympics. Uh, kahit hindi ko na na laban, I'll still watch sports. And then when I wake up in the, in the morning, it's fresh. Everything's fresh. and That continues. That continues on, gosh, for the last 27 years. Gano na
0: Now to just bring back with you also you know told us a while ago it was Bill Velasco who opened um, that opportunity for you to enter broadcasting and now here you are years later doing the same for the younger generation and for so many other um, aspiring broadcasters to enter the sports industry as well like what led you to that to the training to the broadcasting academy?
2: Actually, in 2001, um, we started our very, very first. It wasn't my idea. I, I wish I could claim it, but it wasn't my idea. No, we started our first broadcasting workshop in 2001. Uh, that was when you were like four years old. No, so <laughs> we started our first broadcasting academy in 2001. Uh, it was an idea of coming uh, up at na radio commentators at the time ng PBA myself. Uh, Secretary Molly Boros now with the Department of uh, Science and Technology, uh, Benji Santiago still working with us in the industry, and the late Barry Pasqua who passed away a couple of years ago. So we started that so that we could parang give all of the students who want to learn about what we went through. Wala nang experiment, wala nang trial and error. Ito yung umandar para sa amin. I will give it to you over three days. And if you get it over three days and you get to apply, who knows, you might be able to enter the industry. And this was in 2001. So we didn't know uh, kung kakagati ng tao. I mean, we just asked Bill and Kinito Henson to help us out with their columns yeah, just yeah. To, to ma-promote. We had 39 students come in. So we were so shocked wow. that there were this many people pala who wanted to be sportscasters. In fact, that first batch in 2001, we discovered a guy by the name of Boyet Season. You know oh son? my
0: gosh, yes! He came out he of was, that workshop yeah, in 2001. He was the, like the first person to interview us when we got accepted to be courtside. They, they we'll call him Papa mm-hmm. Boyet.
2: Yeah, Papa B. we call him Papa B. Uh, <laughs> he's still not married and we're wondering why. But Papa B um came out of that workshop. There's another guy who's famous today who came out of that workshop. His name is Mark Zambrano. Mark Zambrano who... From out of nowhere, just graduated from UP, went to our workshop, wow. wanted to be a broadcaster, and he got that. There's another, uh, there's another lady now who came out of that workshop who became really famous. Her name is DJ Susie of Oh my goodness, uh, Magic 89.9. Yes, so yes, we yes. knew that we were onto something. We knew that we were onto something when these three. Marami Pasila, pero I think three examples ang that's off, off yeah. the top of my head. Marami Pasila, As we went on, in fact, uh, we discovered uh, Attorney Charlie Kuna in our third batch, diba? We discovered Magumbar John in our sixth batch, then we discovered Risa Diaz and Chacaraneta Araneta in our eighth batch. So they they started coming out from all over the place, Martin Antonio was with the national team but at the time, we discovered him in our special San Beta batch. Ba? They eventually wow. all became broadcasters, and then of course, when the Newbies Broadcasting Academy came in, ayan na, we discovered Claro Manzano who's been doing this since he was two, and uh-huh. uh, the rest is history. Yeah.
0: So you've taught a lot of students. I mean, in your first class alone, first ever classes was 39. Mm-hmm. What makes your students stand out? Napyron, do you ever get that hunch that, oh, this one's gonna make it?
2: Yeah, and 50% of the time I'm wrong because the like, <laughs> I see there's no there's one there was one student in their batch in, in the first batch in 2001 batch in Boyot. Um, I still remember her name. Her name was Leslie Lucas. I thought that she would be the next Hannah Storm when I saw her. You know, Hannah Storm is, of course, that's my, it's an old reference. So she's probably now like a racial, uh, racial Nichols or something like that. Yes, yes. Improve, Okay, it improved the the situation. I thought she would um, be the next racial. Very apt. (laughs) Okay, I thought that she would be the next racial Nichols. In fact, in finals, we have a final uh, simulation. I paired her with Mark Zambrano as ito yung dalawa kong future. Mark Zambrano and this, and this girl. Mark Zambrano went on and this girl just disappeared. Number one, she was living in Bulacan at the time, so she, was, she had to drive all the way to the, to the workshop, but she never showed the drive that some of the other students exhibited. In fact, there are some students who we thought wouldn't make it and just surprised us later on because they worked harder than most. Maraming ganon na, na storya na. They just worked harder and then they just landed a spot later on. So I'm trying to think of who right now. I can't remember, I can't <laughs> think of who, but there were some. Who came out. Oh, there's a there's a director from channel five he became uh, a director we didn't think he would uh, work out as a talent but now he's one of the big boss directors na I mean, director producer uh, sa, sa channel five his name is Koyupanko. Wow. Koyupanko from from channel five he came out of the he came out of that and then eventually went into the uh, behind the scenes of production and now it's like an executive producer now so may mga they, they just outworked some people. And you won't probably L- become a broadcaster, but you might find something else, and then you still stay in the industry. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's that's ano lang yun. We tripled lang kami yon. That's fortune king. That's the Fortune. We <laughs> tripled lang kami yon because bored na kami nung si games.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the industry more. It's it's competitive. Um, it's a very niche industry, and a lot want to get in. Like as you mentioned, the lifestyle really is something else. It's enjoyable. All of us have fallen in love with it. Um, it's not the easiest, but as you said, you feel so much um, pleasure and also accomplishment at being able to do what you do, being part of also a community that is mm-hmm. very tight-knit and small. Um, that yes. You really, yeah. names go around, stories go around. Um, you can't not be known uh, in broadcasting. One point or another, you all know each other. But mm-hmm. it's really hard to make it farther. Um we have to credit also, of course, a lot of people would try to bring you down. Lots of, of people would outwork you. Um, but, sir, you've lasted this long. You continue to thrive uh, despite so many young bloods coming in. And as one of, you know, I also want to know how, what makes you last? Because I want to also um, leave the legacy that you have right now.
2: Well, in my opinion, I think the... the Actually, I've been asked, how do you want to be remembered in this industry? I don't think I'm the best broadcaster in the industry by a mile. There's some guys out there. In fact, I think one of the best broadcasters I've ever met, his name is Boom Gonzalez. He's one of the best broadcasters I've ever met. And every time Boom does a game, I learn something from Boom. And I'm older than Boom, huh? that I learned something from him. So I, by, by and large, I'm not the best broadcaster, but I've always wanted to be remembered as somebody who gave back, somebody who trained these people to be broadcasters. They might not turn out to be the best, but at least I gave them something that, oh, ito, umpisaan mo rito. Kumbaga parang puhunan sa negosyo na ko sila mm-hmm. gumanda negosyo nila. I've always wanted to be remembered that way as the guy who start, start sort of started inspiring people to, to follow their dreams. And then, ayun ka, you never know where it's going to take you. Um, you, you, by doing that, also, and um, there is a very famous uh, story about Michael Jordan. Of course, you, you, we all know who Michael Jordan is. That during the off season, at his peak, uh, at his peak, see Michael Jordan mm-hmm. would actually go to like uh, summer camps and teach everybody his best moves. That his best moves, talaga. And then, so everybody uh, would figure out now. Oh, this is it. This is all he's got. These are his best moves. Yeah. So we can just write defenses around him, right? Magara. Mm-hmm. He would come back the next season and show new moves that he didn't show there, that he developed after that. Same thing with the Mamba mentality of Kobe Bryant. Yes. Right? he keeps on, he keeps on developing. Um, for me, talaga, it's just also evolving with the kids right now and learning mm-hmm. from them. You, you guys, you younger people, you have no idea how much you teach us older people. By, by what you do, but right? Sometimes it's in your mistakes that we learn already. Uh, and I was making a point about this the other day with one of my students also. Her name is Mosh Cruz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, know, you know Mosh, you know? She also does I've a PBL heard, coverage. PBL Yeah, yeah. yeah. Asawa ni Jericho. Jericho. She was actually in Claro's batch also. Uh, and I was telling her, I've noticed, I, you're doing a great broadcast, but I've noticed your sing song. And she doesn't know what a ah. sing song is. And I don't think I ever touched on it uh, directly. Well, I said that if you can avoid being sing song, it's going to be good. And that was it's my irony. Last night I was listening to somebody said an old broadcast of what I did in 2017 for a billiards tournament, and I was Sing Song in 2017. So I ako about being Sing Song, and here I am a Sing Song coverage in 2017. But then I also noticed that if you hear that you are making that kind of a mistake and then you start correcting it. And you become aware of it, yun. That that keeps you in the industry, believe it or not. Yung mga ganun na, oh, hindi na ganun yung tono niya. Wala na tayong rason na tanggalin siya. Diba? So nag-improve siya. Uh, or or bumawas yung daldal niya. Because I've always been accused of madaldal masyado, di ba? Because of my radio background, yeah. I bring it to TV. So it sometimes it goes over. Then the producers say, oh, nabawasan na yung daldal niya. So I keep reinventing myself in short. And I would just keep surprising people of a different uh, technique or something that I've learned from you guys. And then I'll apply it. So you guys are, are so integral to our growth, coming my seniors, because you show us the way. Believe it or not.
0: No, sir, yeah, I, wish we... it or not. I did not <laughs> expect to hear oh. that, I guess because you know it really comes from a certain mindset, and I wish we had more time really to talk about mm-hmm. your experience. But you know, as a yeah, hindi
2: ko pa lang equating mumu dunsal <laughs> no sa sa <laughs> sa sa no. After na, the na
0: interview, I'm
2: sorry. Ay. Oh, graben <laughs> na mumumumu kami tung gabi gabi sa bon halos ay sa bon liget, you know. Ayala, Alisa, I I made a post about Alisa. Can I just say lang before you before you you end that? I think. Eliza Valdez is the most competitive and the most humble and uh, the most yes. genuine sports person I have ever met. And I made a long post about her at the end of the PVL. And, and, sa, and I, Eliza Valdez is on top of my list as the person that I would most respect among the active sports wow. uh, people in the industry. Sobrang genuine. Even the lines people, pag begin niya. At the end mm-hmm. of the coverage, dibalahat nagpapa video and sa kanya. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Manuunahin niya yung mga lines, manuunahin niya yung mga referees talaga. Sakana kami kasi alam naman niya yung spend time with us. Pero she would really make time and she would be available for everybody until muntik na siyang iwanan ng bus because of that. So talagang sobrang, I'm a big fan of Eliza Valdez. Since before, after the PVL uh, coverage in Lawak I'm now her one of her best, biggest fans. I think
0: that's that's why a lot of people love her. But sir, I want really to focus on you. Like as you said, before we end this Quentuhan. I wanted Mm -hmm. to ask, you mentioned a lot that what really makes you stay is wanting to inspire the next generation and of course, bettering yourself. But that kind of mindset is a rare one. While wanting to better yourself really is something that more people in our industry tend to focus on. Actually, a lot of people because you want to rise to the top. Um, it's not really in the back of your head also to bring people with you to rise as well. What makes you think like that?
2: I think we all think like that. You iba takot lang to admit Especially those who you feel are pulling you down. Yeah. They actually all want us to come up together especially sa sports. Especially sa sports. Probably in other industries like if you're in the entertainment industry and you're a TV personality or you're a host, there might be some kind of um, kalmutan, to lack of a better word, na mangyari because you're rising and people want to give you a little bit of a scratch here and there. But I think in the sports broadcasting industry and all of the guys that I've worked with, all of the guys that I've met, parang iisa ang layunin eh. we all want to make everybody better and we all want to make this a community. And I think it started with Seb Sarmenta before when he kept on mentoring all of us young guys and then we are now sort of, now we're mentoring the, uh, the younger guys also. We want everybody to rise to the top also. In fact, I remember when Sev was doing our first workshop, he was one of our speakers in our first workshop. He said something that I will never forget. He said, the day you take my place will be the happiest day of my life. I, I never thought I would hear somebody, I'm giving you my job, take it, and if you take it, I'll be happy. Because at the time, syempre, I was at 20-something thinking, na, oh, take a muna. Gusto ko to maging katulad mong But when he said that, that changed my mentality of how every, Okay, now I have to make sure that they can get there. And when they get there, I now have to outwork them yung fairly, fairly outwork them. Hindi yan. ako. I don't ever do that. diba? I will... Kukunin uh, uh, niya siya. Why? Alas, why? Because may ganyan-ganyan-ganyan. You're making the right choice take him and then because alam ko laman, marami naman, I can't be scarcity conscious about this industry yes, yes. although those about 30 of us there are still so many ways that we can serve maybe I won't get this volleyball job now maybe somebody else will get it but I can work on something else At the moment that you realize that there's still something out there for you mm-hmm. then you will probably give more to the others Or Ubus na, that means you're not working hard enough to look for it so that's on you diba? and I think all of us have this mentality even the girls would probably think, diba? But I think all of us, at least in this little community of sports broadcasters that we have, all of us want to help each other. All of <laughs> us want to help each other get better. All of us want to help each other rise to the top. And um, I think your generation will feel that more. And I think your generation will give that more to the people who are coming up, diba? I don't know, I don't know that, <laughs> if you know. feel the same. No, no, no. I, I, but think that's the way I, I feel.
0: No, it really it, it comes true because at the end of the day, if you really are confident in your skills, which is what I got really from that whole, um, from what you said a while ago, that if you knew that you could also do other things, you wouldn't be so afraid to share. So it comes also from your self-esteem and knowing really what you can bring to the table. And that, aside from, I guess, the fear and the macho, a lot of um, broadcasters and people in our industry fear that because... I think there's complacency that comes with it also sometimes that you don't wanna over you don't wanna overwork people and you just wanna stay still in your comfort zone. But you know, to get better and also to to really for personal growth, career growth, you have to do something more all the time. And Sir Noel, really, thank you so much for the wisdom that you imparted to me to all of our listeners, viewers. You know the funny part is,
2: Denise. No, you the part is you. actually know this already. What I'm saying mm-hmm. right now is not new to you. All you have to do, is say, oh yeah, I know it. I acknowledge it, and and I will, I will move forward from it, and and I'll say, okay, now I put it in front. para gumagawa poster, layer and then now you're going to bring it back. Okay, this is now in front. You know this. Everybody knows this. You've known this since you were kindergarten. In fact, when we do our workshops, I say I'm here to educate you. Uh, and if you look at the root word of the word education, it's not to learn. It's not to, to become better. No, it's from a Latin word called ducere, which means to draw out, it mean, which means you've had it in you all along. It's just our responsibility now to draw it out and for you to apply it now. So you've known everything that I've been saying. Even if you're born 1997, three years after I started my career.
0: Yeah, but it's still so encouraging, sir, to hear it from you and also to get that validation and affirmation that you feel the same way and to articulate it better than I can. So now that you've said it, at least now when they ask me, oh, this is because of this. This is because Sir Noel mentioned it like this because no one could explain it. I also couldn't find the words to explain it, but really talking to you made sense of that feeling as well, mm-hmm. and of those values and those you. principles. So, no, mm-hmm. sir, thank you for joining us for today's really conversation. My and pleasure. Really felt, it felt like a mentor one on one, and I felt like I'm sorry I cheated you out of a session.
2: <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but really, thank you, uh, Sir Noel, for joining us, for sharing your stories, really. and Most of all, thank you for inspiring the younger generation and for sharing your knowledge so freely and being so open and letting us, um, I guess, also other colleagues to really come to you and be able to ask for advice freely because you're providing a safe space for us to learn about our craft and to be able to love it more. Thank you, sir.
2: And you, you made the necessary sacrifices to be here already. By being here, by being where you are right now, you sacrificed something already. So might as well pa uh, palaguin mo 'yung negosyo mo yeah.
0: Sir Noel Zarate legend inspire of younger generations thank you so much for joining us sir noel thank you.
1: That concludes this episode of Hangtime. As a reminder for this show and others like it, as well as projects like it, go to globallyballin.com and subscribe to the email list. In addition, follow Globally Ballin on all social media, including facebook.com slash globallyballin, Twitter at Globally Ballin, and Instagram at Globally Ballin Official. You can also follow this show directly on Instagram at The Hangtime Podcast. There you will find all the insight and updates on future episodes and live streams. You won't want to miss it. Finally, you can find all our recent shows and future shows on YouTube in video form. So if you're able, be sure to pull up our YouTube channel at Globally Ballin' and check out this episode, past episodes, and clips from different episodes. And as always, if there's someone that you want to hear from on this show, send us a message on any of our social media platforms. Your patronage is truly a blessing. Stay safe and tune in next time for another episode of Hangtime. Thank you.